We all ate bubbles as kids, right? Well, today I speak with the founder of Bubble Lick. He developed a product of bubbles that are delicious and safe for both kids and adults. And he talks about how to market a truly disruptive product in an entrenched industry. You're gonna love this interview. Welcome back. I'm really excited today to be interviewing Jason Tiger. He is the founder of Bubble Universe. He's going to talk about specifically their product, Bubble Lick, as well as his past history of very successful products he's launched and worked with over the years. He's got a really interesting story and a, and a fascinating product. I, I'm really excited to talk about the how he came up with this, the de design development. And I really think it's going to be groundbreaking in this category that he's in. It's relatively new to market, but already seeing some success. And we're going to talk about that as well as the plans for his future as he grows the Bubble Lick brand and his company as a whole. Well, Jason, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So let's start, start off first. If you can talk about Bubble Lick, just for our audience that hasn't yet been to your website, which by the way is bubbleuniverse.com for our audience to check it out when you finish driving or get back to your computer or whatever. But let's, if you can describe what is Bubble Lick and how'd you come up with the idea? Yeah. So Bubble Lick is the world's first flavored natural bubbles that you can lick. Um, it's chocolate, watermelon, cotton candy, glazed cinnamon roll bubbles. Um, and the idea came from an inventor who was a pediatrician allergist that had kids coming into his practice with allergic reactions to regular bubbles. And from there, I partnered with him to invent Bubble Lick, where it's the safest bubble solution ever. So safe, we made it with food-grade ingredients and added flavors to it to, to make it more fun, experiential, but also really disrupt the bubble industry. It's funny you mentioned that, you know, the safety of it. I've got four kids that are getting a little bit older. My youngest couple will still play with bubbles. I mean, we all do, right? At, at all ages, right. but they're in kind of that that's core target market still. But it's the first thing with, with young kids, especially is you blow those bubbles. They just want to eat them. Right. And my, my exactly. son, I remember doing that as a, as a kid, but it wasn't safe. You know, the previous one just, it, you know, because of the soap that was in them. So how'd you come up with a, a formulation that works, that is fun, but is still safe. So like you said, you know, kids are already eating bubbles, have been eating bubbles, getting it in their eyes, getting it in their mouth. And from my background, I, I used to work at uh, the world's largest bubble company. And from there, I, I ran their sourcing office and was able to go into, you know, numerous factories, numerous manufacturing plants where they made bubbles and really saw how these chemicals and certain uh, manufacturing practices were done. And I knew that there was room for improvement, one with the actual, you know, bubble solution and ingredients, but also how it was manufactured. And we make ours in, our, in the U.S. But overall, um, we... When I partnered with this inventor, we wanted to make it with food grade ingredients because those are the safest in case kids were to get it in their eyes or in their mouth. Um, and that's, you know, anything that's in marshmallows, apple juice, you know, certain gum, toothpaste type ingredients, um, baby shampoo as well. And we really went after just creating the safest bubble solution ever and, and to really add flavor to take it to that whole new level where kids are already putting it in their mouth. And it we're changing kind of like a children's toy to more like a CPG type product, a consumable. Uh, it's like flying candy, if you were to say, would be the future. Um, but overall, from my background and just seeing how 
you know, it's, it's such a mass produced product. It's mainly water and certain, you know, chemical soap. Um, and so really wanted to focus on controlling the environment, making it in the U S making it with the safest ingredients possible, uh, being that, you know, parents are always wondering, I'm always wondering it's what is really in our products that we're interacting with our, our kids and, and family. And that's how we came up with it. And the idea is really that it's, it's a whole new sensory experience, right? You're, you're able to almost the first time taste, smell, touch, you know, uh, flavor and, and, and really consumable products in the air. And is it, how similar is the formulation to old fashioned, you know, traditional bubbles? Is there much of any crossover or is it totally different? Um, I, would, I guess the water is actually, you know, more sure. filtered, but I guess water would be the only constant, but beyond that, uh, the ingredients are really all FDA approved ingredients as food additive compared to traditional ingredients that are chemically structured to just make the bubbles last as high as, you know, as long as they can in the air, which typically is using like normal, if not more chemical driven soap. Um, and a lot of these factories mainly outside of the U S are just trying to reduce the price being that, you know, it, they haven't created such a brand of bubbles out there. And so it really becomes a commoditized industry. And so what I really wanted to do is form the safest brand, uh, but also a different type of innovative product that really went beyond just soap and water. Um, as numerous industries out there become uh, focused on price as opposed to branding and being different and innovating, typically it just becomes a race to the bottom. And with that, typical um, manufacturers will just go straight to the retailers and they'll drive down the price. And with that, the, you know, the certain ingredients become cheaper or they use alternatives that are not always safe. I've got to ask a question too, you know, part of testing, like there's the safety side and that's almost like not the easy side, but you can get your factory to confirm the ingredients are safe. You also have to confirm the, the taste. So how do you do that? I could just describe your testing process for right. sure these taste great. So first of all, we use um, food grade ingredients for our bubbles uh, just for the fact that it's edible and, and it's going in kids mouth, but also the natural flavors that we went after we're using a flavor lab that works with the largest companies on the planet. And we decided to do natural as opposed to artificial um, and, and really highly selecting the ingredients that are going in there being that kids are going to be licking it. Um, and going forward, we're only going to be using natural ingredients and we are. So um, again, we wanted to create the safest bubbles and, and that's our goal. And we'll continue to do that. Um, the, the testing process, we use the largest lab, you know, UL, which is the you know biggest lab for testing across all products. Um, and in fact, they actually said to me that I, I tested, first of all, bubbles are, are really typically three plus ages. And because our solution was so safe, they actually recommended to go lower. And so we tested it for two plus and they're even saying below that because they kind of test it based on certain ages, you know, certain kids start to put it in their mouth. They learn how to use their motor functions and blow bubbles. So we were actually one of the only bubbles come, um, able to get to two plus and we could actually test for lower, but we believe two plus is a good age, but, um, 
that that's kind of how we've been going through our testing process. And then in regards to flavors, we, we did a survey of what, you know, most kids want, but also, you know, parents would want to try. We have glazed cinnamon roll, which is turning out to be more of the older favorite cotton candy and, and juicy watermelon splash being for the kids and, and chocolate being for everybody. Um, so it, it really was me trying it out first, <laughs> I guess, testing it and making sure that it tastes great. And then from there, getting friends, family, parents, uh, the inventors and, and other doctors to try it. Is there, I assume maybe you've tested by drinking a little bit versus the bubbles. Is there a big difference? Is it much stronger if you took it? I'm not that you're recommending that anybody drink the solution, although it sounds like it'd be safe if you did, but is there a big difference between the two once you get it in the air? Yeah. So first of all, we don't recommend you drink it, you know, right. <laughs> uh, but obviously it's a tease when you lick the bubble, you're not getting that much solution in your mouth. Yeah. Um, but if you were to, I guess I've drank, it, it doesn't, the consistency isn't that great. Yeah. Uh, it's a bubble solution. It's thicker. It's, you know, but, um, it would be more concentrated because of the flavor as well. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Just, but, I, it's fascinating. Completely safe, but we, we really don't, you know, you wouldn't chug ketchup. You wouldn't, you know, drink certain other sure. great <laughs> ingredients. It would be super concentrated and, and it you know, wouldn't be great. Tasting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, so far, what have been some of your big successes you've had? Um, so far, I guess it, we haven't really heard from anybody that they don't like it. Yeah. Our, our main ingredient is to get it out there, get people to try it, get kids to try it, get parents, you know, some, some people are getting their pet to try because pets love bubbles. Um, but it's been taking off in regards to like that. It's such a superior product to regular bubbles and it's innovative but also it's such a unique positioning where it's the first time you can mass, um, I guess, deliver flavor to multiple people at once. You think about you go into a Costco and you, you want to try their new hot dog they're presenting. You have to give each individual piece of the hot dog. Now you could technically put hot dog flavored bubbles or chocolate flavored bubbles and mass to an entire party of people to try all at once and taste oh, it. Fascinating. So it's kind of like a mass delivery system of taste and, and, um, I guess the most successful thing is getting people to really, you know, try it and they love it. They really love it. And it's the craziest yeah. thing to see people's reactions to be like, Oh my God, it actually tastes like that. Cause it's a delivery yeah. system of taste like never before. And there's so much you can do with it. I love that you're thinking, you know, far into the future beyond, you know, the, the, of sort of easy approach is convincing kids to love it, which is going to be easy visually. It's really cool. Exactly. And then they taste it. And it's great. But then beyond that, you know, other business avenues of, of flavor testing. And I hadn't even thought of that. That's, that's a fantastic idea. Absolutely. So I, you know, we're relatively new as a business, but getting to this point, sometimes is the hardest part, you know, getting to launch can be difficult. What kind of challenges have you guys faced so far? I would say in the beginning, just to kind of really disrupt an industry that, First of all, it's been around since the beginning of time, bubbles, soap and water creating, you know, it's really gravity that creates a bubble. Um, but because gravity, it creates, you know, an orb, it, it, there hasn't been too much innovation in the actual solution as opposed to bubble toys out there, which you can, you know, bubble machine, bubble gun, you know, bubble sticks, you know, different type of delivery systems. The actual solution has not been changed too much. Besides, there were scented bubbles, but not in a way that we're doing. So the biggest challenge was to really introduce something innovative to a industry that hasn't changed a lot. 
and get people to kind of change their consumer behavior and really impact that and get people to be like, whoa, you can lick bubbles now. It, that kind of barrier is a little bit challenging, but once you get past it, and we've seen that once you've tried it, it's, it, it causes two things in, in what we're seeing our consumers mind. One, it makes them think, oh my God, the fact, like, how do you get them to taste this flavor, right? How, do, how does that work? And then the other thing is, wait a minute, I can eat bubbles right now. Why couldn't I have, I have not eaten or licked bubbles before? And that kind of, and that's causing, you know, conversation about, oh, it wasn't safe, but really kids were doing it before, you know, like it, most of these are it, bubble solutions are coming out of the U S and their manufacturing process is not always the safe. It doesn't, it's not in a food grade facility. It's not using the most um, filtered water. And if you think, you know, I, my background is in China. So in soap and bubbles is mainly water. So you, you really want to, um, I guess what we focused on was the safety aspect of bubbles first. That was our top yeah. focus. And then we kind of made it more fun and more innovative uh, being that we wanted to disrupt it. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Um, and even we're going after different markets. So we have a thicker bubble solution for the hospitality area that we're selling to a company called the Flavor Blaster that puts aroma smoke and bubbles on top of cocktails. And that's been going super well. It's super entertaining. Um, we're looking at going after pet, the pet market as pets love bubbles, Think about yeah. flavored bubbles or beef, catnip, um, but also really pushing the boundaries on the different flavors for bubbles and uh, the different ages that we're going to go after. You know, one of the reasons I, I was excited for this interview and really wanted to get your story out there, you know, a lot of the interviews that I do are with businesses that have been around for a little while. And, you know, we talk about the successes, how they got where they are, et cetera. I love that we're talking so early in your, you know, the, the stage of life of your business, because it's, it's one of those you can just tell is going to be disruptive, right? And it's that story that you're sharing already where that we've seen this before where big disruptions in business come when a new product's introduced and it makes you kind of go, huh, what the heck was I doing with that old product, right? Like how I can't imagine now giving my kids these other bubbles because I know they're going to eat them, right? Of course, it's just part of the fun when they're little kids running around, you know, younger you get, the more prone you are to do that. So getting rid of that, you know, that, that old way of doing it, bringing in safety and then on top of it, making it an even better sensory experience because it's purposeful. It's not just fun to eat it for kids, but and adults now, right? It also tastes yeah. great. Adding that, that sensory experience is just, it's genius. So it's, you know, it's one of those where it's, you know, we can, ex- we can see this starting to explode already. And it's, it's fun to share the story at the very beginning. No, so I, you've, uh, you've talked a little bit about your experience. I think another reason I can see, you know, your success already and, and certainly going to grow more in the future is the experience you brought into the business. So, what, do you, what did you learn from your time spent at the largest global bubble manufacturer in the world before that, that you have put into this business? So you know, a lot of the changes you've made, you've talked about, right? The, the safety aspect, et cetera. But what did you learn there that is, is helping you already as you form this business? I think what I really learned, a couple of things, I would say about the business and myself. So I lived in Hong Kong for about five years. First of all, going to a different country, didn't know anybody and was able to just jump right in, yet alone had you know 60 to 70 people reporting to me at a young age where I didn't manage a single person before. Um, I guess learning the, the business, but learning about yourself and the confidence. I would say that if you have the confidence in yourself to accomplish and never quit and just 
keep moving forward, you'll pretty much be able to learn anything and be able to accomplish anything, whether it be in, you know, bubbles, whether it be if you decide to go do rockets like Elon, you know, Elon didn't really understand before he just learned it. He came from software. So I think he main thing I learned out there just for myself is um, learning, pivoting, um, making mistakes faster, but um, ultimately um, having the confidence in yourself. Then I would say that I learned a lot about some of the biggest companies on the planet and how they manufacture and how they deal with the Walmarts and Targets and the big retailers to biggest companies. And, um, and I guess how you can disrupt and what are the gaps and what is missing from industries that have been around for so long. Because there's, I feel like there's a lot of industries that are very saturated because of the trends. You think of like, I, I've been seeing a seltzer that come up every day, right? And everyone's jumping in. I like to be a contrarian where not a lot of people are thinking it. A lot of people, you know, the industry hasn't changed. And to find those niches, people say bubbles are niche, but really it's a, it's a large industry and it hasn't been changed and everybody loves bubbles as well as it hits at an age where it's, it is sensory, like you mentioned, but also where it will always be around. It doesn't compete against an iPad or a technology where kids are, you know, parents are trying to get their kid out of, yeah. you know, the iPad comas that they get into. Oh, I want to watch YouTube. But really, bubbles will always be around and really not compete against that compared to some of these older toys. So my thing is, what I learned is who is the consumer and really obsess about who is going to buy your product and the gaps that are in that opportunity and to get market research and see if people are actually going to buy it. I was fortunate enough where you know, there's preliminary research of even edible bubbles um, and people eating bubbles at the company to test it, to see if the market was there, see if people would be interested. And that's why I pursued this. Um, so I would say that um, learning as much as you can about the market potential, but also testing and, and um, getting the confidence in yourself to just pursue it and go for yeah. it. That's great advice. And I love how you led with learning about yourself. Is it really that part of the path to success? You know, the one that's one singularity I would find between the hundreds of inventors and entrepreneurs we've worked with or I've interviewed over the years for our business or our podcast is that, you know, bringing learnings into your business and, it, and there's no single path to it. I get asked all the time, just because the nature of our business, right? We work with product launches, you know, day in and day out. So, you know, just advice on, hey, what experience do I need to become an entrepreneur, inventor or whatever? And there's no single answer. I think it's, you know, experience is key, but there's no one way to get that, right? It might be living in Hong Kong for five years, working in manufacturing and having 70 people report to you, or it might be, you know, my background, I started as a public accountant, right? Like <laughs> as far from this world as you can imagine, but you still, it's the experience you bring into everything you do. So it's learning about yourself is a great way to word that. I think of, you know, learning what your capabilities are and expanding them. And then, you know, learning along the way, some of your weaknesses as well. You know, we all have them. So Absolutely. you fill those gaps with what you do well and what you need, what you need help on. So that's a great way to word that. I, I may steal that for my, uh, my further advice I give is <laughs> let's start with learning about yourself. Cause I've, I've mentioned that in, in roundabout ways before, but it's a great way to succinctly explain that as well. No, absolutely. And yeah, it, it, I guess the first part, like I mentioned, was learning about yourself and, and yeah. what really motivates you and what are you going to do? But I would say that never quit. 
you know, is also yeah. just like keep pushing forward because there were plenty of days when I was in Hong Kong by myself, I'd come home. Right. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, how would just be like, seriously, what am I doing? Um, but it, it's the, the fact and the knowledge into yourself that you know, that it, you're on the right path and, and just continue. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. There's a lot of definitely stumbling blocks. You know, I would say the biggest one, I started out three months in and uh, people began to quit. And I was like, why, why are people, first of all, I never understood that someone would quit, you know, and, and some people out there are not always going to agree with you. Some people are going to want to do their own thing. Um, but I would say that you, you learn on what the company needs as opposed to the individual. Um, and as well as things are not always going to go your way and you just keep pivoting and you just keep going and you keep yeah. working hard and, uh, yeah, it ultimately was super successful. That's great. What's next for your business? All right. So next thing for my business, I, w- I really want to get into um, more flavors, different sizes, different packs into, into bulk bubbles. That is where most of the business, when I say bulk, I mean, right now we're selling like a 2.5 ounce variety four pack, four different flavors. But I mean, imagine you have like a hundred ounces of chocolate bubbles and you're able to put that into extensive bubble machines, bubble toys. And then I would say, you know, a couple other bubble machines and expanding into the, the pet and adult hospitality areas. Um, and then we have a couple other really cool innovations that are going to disrupt it even further when it comes to delivery systems and different markets. That's great. That's exciting. I, I'm excited to follow along with your story. Is there anything, Jason, that I, I didn't ask that you think could be helpful for our audience? Um, I would... You asked a lot of great questions. I think, you know, it, it was, it was good. I think that I would just leave my legacy as like, never give up. Yeah. I always hear, and maybe I'm, this is just my opinion, but I always hear that most startups, nine out of 10, they say fail. And I, yeah. I often question how, or in what situations, because I feel like you can never fail if you don't quit. Yep. And my thing would be never quit, even though, you know, you may feel like it's the worst or you just keep going, keep pivoting, pivot fast, learn fast. Um, I would, I think if I had to restart, you know, I would have launched the product sooner as opposed to maybe waited to perfect a few things to get more yeah. of a feedback from the consumer um, and just learn, learn faster and make decisions faster. Yeah, that's good advice. I think you know testing is key. Part of that is upfront. You talked about market research. Let's make sure first is there an opportunity here before you spend your own time, effort, and you know sweat equity behind Super this. Important. Once you get to there, though, it's you know it's, it's so important to have market research, but but realizing that testing is part of research and doing small launches, learning along the way is something that you learn. You know, as you as you launch products, that you can you can make that a little faster, you get to market faster. And, learn directly from, from consumers that way as well. That's great. Well, I've really enjoyed this interview. I, I know our audience is going to love as well, hearing exactly the advice you gave and hearing your story. I do encourage everybody to check out bubbleuniverse.com. Uh, so go check out Jason's website and see this line of product. It's really cool. It's a great site that you put together, by the way, Jason. I think it just looks fantastic and that matches the, the, the kind of the coolness of the product. Um, but I'll say to our audience, I, you know, I hope you enjoyed this episode of, our, of the Harvest Growth Podcast. You know, our goal is to seek to teach the latest strategies and trends and talking to seasoned entrepreneurs and new businesses like Bubble Universe, right? So I think it's, it's, he's got some great techniques he's brought in, learned from past businesses that are 
being clearly shown here. So it was you know, great, great content for all of us. But also be sure to check out harvestgrowthpodcast.com to see this episode. If you'd like to see the show notes behind it, we'll put the website address as well as a promo code to earn 10% off of your purchase. If you just type in harvest growth for an offer code or promo code, and you can also see other episodes we've recorded. If you like this episode and you want to learn more about harvest growth and how we can help your business, check out harvestgrowth.com. You can book an appointment with one of our product marketing specialists right from our homepage. If you'd like to hear more shows like this, please be sure to just subscribe to our show and leave us a review at iTunes or Google Play.